What's happening, everybody? On today's show, we're going to get you caught up in the latest news going on around the conference as we get you set for Week 8 in the SEC. And one of the few remaining undefeated teams, the Ole Miss Rebels, have a big game this weekend against LSU. We'll talk with starting safety A.J. Finley about the season that he's having so far. Stay right there. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. And remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. And we start at Alabama as Nick Saban trying to get his team back on track after their loss to Tennessee over the weekend. And he's sending a message to his players. Nick Saban talking with the media Monday said, we can't continue to tolerate guys that aren't doing the things they need to do to be successful. Nobody's entitled to a position. Everybody's earned the position that they're in by showing they have the capability and ability to do it on a consistent basis. And that's something that you have to continue to do. Saban then talked about the grind of the season. He said, look, we got to correct these mistakes we're having so they don't become issues in the future. Alabama is one of the most penalized teams in college football this season. Saban also has been criticized for the uh, last couple of plays towards the end of the Tennessee game. Saban telling the media, look, the last five plays of the game we didn't execute. We could talk about us not running the football, but we dropped a pass and the clock would be running and we would have been closer. After watching the film, this is kind of a collective loss by our team. I don't think we played the way we wanted to play for sure. A lot of people think Alabama should have run the ball before trying to set up for that potential game-winning field goal by Will Reichert. If they missed it, hey, you're just going to overtime. Instead, they left 15 seconds on the clock, and those 15 seconds led to Hendon Hooker setting his team up for the game-winning field goal. Meanwhile, ESPN College football analyst uh, Greg McElroy talking about uh, his short Heisman list and uh, was asked if it was a knee-jerk reaction to put Hendon Hooker among his favorites for the Heisman. He said, I don't think this is knee-jerk. He's been on the short list for the past few weeks. The performances we've seen from him almost every week, it's difficult to make a case against him. McElroy went on to say, I probably consider 15 guys on a week-to-week basis. Hooker, of course, threw for almost 400 yards and five touchdowns in the win over Alabama on Saturday. McElroy very complimentary of Hooker's entire performance, but said his poise during the dramatic final moments is what uh, really stood out to him. He said that to me was his Heisman moment. That was guts. That was poise. That's what I'll remember the most about the performance of Hendon Hooker and the entire Tennessee football team in the win over Alabama. Uh, Josh Heupel held his regular Monday press conference uh, on Monday, and he was talking about the Alabama game and was asked about his safety, Jalen McCullough, who did not play against Alabama after he was arrested on felony charges of aggravated assault earlier in the week. His status for the next couple weeks still uncertain. Last week, uh, he maintained he was very he was completely innocent. Uh, Josh Heupel said McCullough is not suspended. He said he's been around, just wasn't available for Saturday. Process still going on with him, and we'll see how that continues to play out here. Look forward to having him available very soon. Tennessee also announcing they have plans for the replacement of their 
missing goalposts that were removed and taken down after the uh, postgame celebration on Saturday. Knoxville News reported that Tennessee has stored a disassembled backup set of goalposts under the student section in the southeast corner of Neyland Stadium. Since it was ordered in 1998, the last time fans tore down the goalposts, those backup goalposts will be installed ahead of this week's game against Tennessee Martin. The Vols plan to order a new set of reserve goalposts estimated somewhere between $10,000 and $20,000 before installation. Josh Heupel was on uh, SEC this morning on Monday. He said, look, if need be, I will pay for them to make sure that they're up on Saturday. But I think they have a plan to have a couple of them ready to roll when we get there on Saturday. Meanwhile, Texas A&M, they're coming off their bye week, sitting at 3-3, three and three, kind of licking their wounds, wondering what could have happened had they been able to punch in that uh, goal line play and beat Alabama just a couple of weeks ago. But on his media availability on Monday, Jimbo Fisher asked about his bye week. He said, look, we're looking forward to this week's practice. The off week came at a good time. We had some good practices, got back to our fundamental work, worked on some future opponents in South Carolina. So looking at the Gamecocks, very good football team, playing very well right now. They're 4-2, doing a great job in all three phases of what they're doing. South Carolina is always a very tough place to play, Jimbo said. It's a great atmosphere over there, great environment, especially being a night game. They'll be juiced and ready to go. We're going to need to bring our A game and be able to play well and finish out the second half of the season playing good football. As for his quarterback, Haynes King, he sustained a foot injury in the Alabama game. Fisher said, yeah, he's going, yeah. Uh, So we're all a byproduct of the people around us and how we play, especially at quarterback. you got to play well around the quarterback for them to be able to function and do things. So Haynes King uh, obviously played very well in an Alabama game, and it sounds like he is back healthy and ready to go uh, for A&M in this game against South Carolina this weekend. As for Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks, they're gearing up for this game against A&M, and... They had their bye week in week seven. The Gamecocks have some extra time. 5-0 under Shane Beamer coming out of a bye week. Talking with the media this week, Shane Beamer said, I hope you just found some wood to knock on. Don't jinx us with that stat. Uh, The Gamecocks are fairly healthy at this point. According to Shane Beamer, everyone is likely to play except for three players, Corey Rucker, Terrell Dawkins, and Christian Bill Smith. Uh, But Beamer said it's important for them not to overlook Texas A&M. He said they're a young team that continue to get better. They look like what you want a football team to look like. They're young in a lot of spots, playing a lot of true freshmen. I'm sure we'll see the best version of A&M coming in here on Saturday. Meanwhile, the Florida Gators coming off a tough loss to LSU down in the swamp. Khalil Jackson, a player for the Vols, making headlines for the wrong reasons over the weekend. After the loss, the redshirt freshman wide receiver posted on social media some frustration, uh, presumably about the game and his lack of playing time. Credit stir on social media, but on Monday he offered an apology on social media for his actions, releasing a statement through the school. You can see it on his social media. LSU uh, dropped the Gators to 4-3 and three in Billy Napier's first season. As for LSU, Brian Kelly uh, talked about having uh, Keishon Boutte play really, really well for them last week and discussed the practice week leading up to the game where they named Boutte a captain. Brian Kelly said, first of all, you have to have your best players buy into the fact that we need to make some changes here and how we're doing things. I'm very proud of this entire football team, what we've asked them to do. They've done some really good things, but it's not good for our standard of excellence. 
uh, that was shown against a very good team in Tennessee. And so, obviously, bounced back with a big win at Florida. Now, Brian Kelly also went on to talk about this week's opponent in Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. Brian Kelly uh, has played Lane Kiffin before with uh, when he was at Notre Dame and Lane Kiffin was at USC. Kelly explained that uh, offense has kind of evolved under Lane. He said, look, it's an offense has been set up, obviously, to force the ball outside, but they have a quarterback now that can run it so effectively as well. They threw the ball last year because they had a great quarterback in Matt Corral. This is a different quarterback in Jackson Dart. Run the football well. That's what Lane does so, so well. He's going to set his offense based upon who the player is. It's not about plays. It's about players for him, and he changes based on who he has at quarterback and all the other spots. So we'll see if Jackson Dart plays a big factor in the game against LSU coming up this weekend. There you have it. This is the latest news going on around the conference. Coming up next, we're going to switch gears, talk a little bit about that Ole Miss uh, Rebel team with A.J. Finley, safety for the uh, Ole Miss Rebels. That's coming up in just a second. Thanks again for making Lockdown SEC your first listen every day. want to remind you guys from cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant. Inflation is hitting everybody where it hurts. And it really hurts. That's why we started using the Upside app. Upside, an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, we earn cash back thanks to Upside. If you want to get started, just download the free Upside app. Use our promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D. That'll get you 5 bucks or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. You check in at the business, pay as usual with your credit or debit card, and get paid. Uh, Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Go download the free Upside app. Use our promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D. Get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using the promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D. Go download the Upside app today. Roll along here on Locked On SEC, and we love catching up with guys who play around the conference. And joining us now is a guy who is having a very good season on an undefeated team. He is A.J. Finley, safety for the Ole Miss Rebels. A.J., what's going on, man? Nothing much. How are you, man? Doing good. When I say the undefeated Ole Miss Rebels, uh, does it sound weird to say that? I mean, you guys are are rocking and rolling right now. I mean, I I don't think it's it's weird to say that because I kind of expected it going into the season, so not really. Let's talk about it this this past weekend. You guys, uh, you know, crazy, wild game against Auburn. Uh, you know, when, when you talk about a team that has struggled this season, you know, sometimes when a team is so desperate, uh, they come out and they give their best performance. And, and Auburn certainly performed, I think, much better offensively than a lot of people were expecting. What, what uh, I guess, kind of challenges were they presenting to you guys defensively? I mean, they, they have a pretty good scheme offensively. They always come with something new every game, so... I feel like that's the main thing that they do a very good job at. You uh, got a big interception early in this one, a diving interception, and you know went through the review. But uh, looked like you, you were pretty confident you got your hand under it, right? Yeah, I knew, as soon as I caught the ball, I, I, I knew I caught that ball. So I, I got up through the ball, went to the side on, celebrate. What uh, you guys played, you know, you locked it down pretty well there in the fourth quarter. But what was going on? It looked like maybe a lot of missed tackles throughout the game. Is that kind of what was going on there defensively? Yeah, there were there were definitely a lot of like misfits and stuff like that. Uh, misfits, missed tackles. That was really the main thing that got them going. So I feel like we we kind of beat ourselves on defense, really. So that's a good thing to look at, so we can correct ourselves going forward. 
when when you look at how you guys have performed so far the, through this season, I think uh, you know the talk through the first few weeks, people were saying, "Whoa, you know, we, we always know Ole Miss is going to be good offensively with Lane Kiffin and the system he runs." But I think a lot of people were impressed with with this defense. Do you, do you still kind of feel like th- this defense is a little bit underrated, and you guys aren't maybe getting the attention you deserve? I mean, I definitely feel like we're underrated, but uh, we honestly, I feel like we haven't done played up to our standard the past two weeks. So honestly, we got to get people to buy back into what we're doing. Talking with AJ Finley, who is the uh, leading tackler for the Ole Miss Rebels here, seven and zero, heading into uh, the the LSU game here this coming week. Um, when you look back on the last couple weeks, I mean that, that game against Kentucky just stands out to me. You guys, you brought it. I mean, you know, with some big turnovers there late and getting after Will Levis, uh, but it did seem like that home crowd is really kind of. Uh, you know, livened up here the last couple of weeks. What's it been like at least playing in front of that home crowd for some of these big games the last couple of weeks? I mean, it's definitely fun to play in front of a, a, an electric home cloud, uh, home crowd. So that they've definitely played a big part in the past two SEC games, and I'm, I'm looking forward to them making it even better with the coming SEC games. I talked to some folks this offseason. They were saying Chris Partridge and, you know, the, the, a lot of the, the the newer defensive schemes were, were going to help this defense take it to another level. What, what's what been a little bit different with the schemes and everything this year? I feel like we like the play calling is a lot more aggressive, I feel like. And I feel like we, we just have not really – I don't want to say stuck in the same defense, but we, we have the ability to do some different things, and I feel like that's really the main thing. Yeah, and it's it's so crazy because you guys lose so many different pieces. We talked to Sam Williams, you know, this past offseason, and uh, you know, we were talking about all the guys that were either you know going pro and leaving. But uh, Coach Kiffin did a great job of hitting up that transfer portal and and bringing in all those new pieces. How I guess was it just a, was it a little weird throughout spring ball and summer ball of so many new faces and getting to know everybody and and trying to gel with all these new guys. I wouldn't necessarily say it was weird. It was it was just getting to know each other. I feel like we did a really good job meshing, like like right off the bat. I feel like the the chemistry. I mean, the chemistry we had to work on, but I feel like the the mesh, the the togetherness of all of it was really good from the start. Talk to me a little bit about this offense because it's uh, you know look one of the best run games in the country, and uh, we knew Zach Evans was very highly touted coming over from from uh, TCU, but man, this little three-star recruit named Quinshawn Judkins is kind of taking the SEC in the country by storm. Did, did you see something from him through fall camp or, or, you know, whatever the summer and thinking like, man, this kid could really be something special. I knew it from the jump. When I, when I saw him running the ball, I, I knew from the jump that he was going to be a very special player. So I really wasn't surprised when, when he first started going off and stuff. So uh, I, I knew it was coming. Who's, who's the hardest of the backfield of, of the running backs to tackle? I feel like it's hard to say because they, they all bring something different to the table. So you really can't compare them. They all have things that they do really well. And, I mean, they I feel like we have almost the best backfield in the SEC. More with A.J. Finley in just a second. But our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Locked On College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where we highlight the most exciting play from the SEC weekend game. This week's thrilling moment from the SEC came in Knoxville with the game tied at 49 with just 15 seconds remaining. Alabama kicker Will Riker just missed a go-ahead field, uh, 50-yard field goal. Enter Vol quarterback Hendon Hooker, who would hit Ramel Keaton for 18 yards before connecting with Brew McCoy and a dart for 27 yards to take his team down to the Alabama 23-yard line with two seconds remaining. That set up a 40-yard Chase McGrath game-winning field goal for the Vols and beat 
Alabama. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier Armada or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. 448 yards uh, for the Rebels, the fifth most rushing yards in school history in a single game, the most since 1962. Uh, the thing I'm so impressed with, is it's not just the backs, but the offensive line. I mean, the, those guys are really, they came together quick and, and really have developed into, I think, one of the best, you know, O-lines, not just the SEC, but the country this year. Definitely. Those, those guys, I mean, they come to work every day. Uh, it's fun competing against them because they, they bring it every day. That's that's what you want to see every day. Uh, I feel like that's really the main thing. They they come to compete and they get better every week. You guys had a really good uh, quarterback battle throughout throughout the spring, throughout the fall, and it felt like even Lane was waiting. I mean, we, we got into the season and he still wouldn't name a starter. And it was we saw Jackson, we saw Luke. Uh, ultimately, Jackson kind of wins this thing out, and it looks like the last couple weeks, even you know, he's starting to get more comfortable. That that Vandy game throw for over 400 yards, uh, it just makes you guys that much more dangerous, right? When you already have such a threat of a run game, but now if you can balance it with that pass game, it just makes you guys that much more dangerous, right? It definitely does. I mean, when you look at a when you look at an opposing offense, you, you look at the run game and look at the pass game. If they have both of them, then that's that's tough to handle. So. Definitely having the run game and Jackson getting more comfortable, that's definitely going to help this offense. All right, as we look at the schedule, you guys have you've had the, the benefit of playing a lot of home games in front of the friendly confines of Vaught-Hemingway, but now you got to go to LSU, you got to go to A&M, you come home for Bama, you go to Arkansas, and you finish with the Egg Bowl. This is the meat of the schedule, man, I and mean, we, we could celebrate being 7-0, but you really kind of have to do take it one week, you know, week by week, but – you know, how do you kind of keep yourself focused on just the, the task at hand? I mean, I definitely that this is the meat of the schedule, definitely. But uh, I feel like I, I that's something I do. I just take it week by week. I try not to look forward to what what we have going on. And every the next game is the biggest game. So try not to look too far in the future and just stay in the moment. What is uh, Lane Kiffin like as a head coach? We, we've had different guys on from from Ole Miss throughout the years, and it, it's so funny. Everybody is, is so different. Everybody's got a different story about him, and you know they say he he's got the times where he lets his guard down and he can joke around, and then other times he's a serious cat. What uh, what do you like most about Coach Kiffin? I mean, he's different all the time. There's something to with him all the time. Uh, I mean, he sometimes he's quiet, like you said. Sometimes he's joking around, but he can bring the both out. So. I mean, he, he's a fun coach to play for. He lets us – basically not lets us do what we want, but, like, he, he wants us to be comfortable in what we're doing. So, I feel like that's the biggest thing I like about him. You're a senior, fourth-year guy here at Ole Miss, and, it, man, it just seems like this thing has built up and, and gotten better and better each year. Obviously, last year with the 10-win season, you guys get to the Sugar Bowl, and now here you are undefeated. What, what has it been like, I mean, seeing that this, this program improve just year by year by year since you've been there? I mean, it's it's been amazing to be a part of uh, seeing the seeing the growth from my freshman year to to now. It's it's remarkable. Uh, it's really just been a growth of chemistry and the culture of the team has just changed. It's been a drastic change in the culture. I feel like that's the biggest thing that happened. All right, let's talk a little bit about you, AJ Finley. When you're not playing football, what uh, what are you doing? Are you Netflix guy? Are you video game guy? What are you doing? Uh, pretty much, I don't I don't really do anything outside of football. I either watch the film. <laughs> sleeping or hanging out there's there's nothing really that i do you're not a movie guy or tv guy not really well i'll watch a few football games but that's that's about it 
So what's like the last thing you you didn't have you ever watched anything on Netflix recently? Ooh, I think I did watch some. I watched the uh, the Redeem Team. That's the last thing I watched on uh, Netflix. The 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 U- Team USA documentary with Kobe, LeBron. And all okay, that. there we go. I watch, yeah, yeah. That's not a bad one to 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 watch. Certainly, that's uh, you know, it's so funny. We, we got some guys who are big big uh, video game guys on the team. Is there is there one of those guys on the team right now that that just a big gamer? I mean, we got a lot of. I don't even know like one that's like the best, but we we've got a lot of guys that game. Uh, I'm not really in the games, but I I might get back into it. So I don't know right now. <laughs> well, you got the new the new NCAA football game is coming out next summer, but it's gonna be right after you your your college career is done. You won't be in the video game. That that's that's really sad because I I've been looking forward to that since I a little kid. Honestly, you you play the game like I want I want to be in that game one day. But it, it's it's kind of cool that they're bringing it back out, and I'm glad they're doing it. Well, we'll have you'll have Madden to to worry about uh, d- down the road. D- d- on on that note, you know, as you be, go into your senior year, obviously you want to have a really good y- year, but you you know, not just for with college, but you also do want to start looking towards the next level and doing the things you need to do. Uh, have you heard anything in, in terms of just talking with people, talking with you know your coaches and stuff of just parts of your game that you felt like you needed to focus on and work on going into this last year of college? I mean, it was it was something that I looked at at the end of the season last year. Like I was, it, I took a deep dive into what I felt like I needed to to do to get to the next level. And really, the main thing is just go out there and have fun and play like like not think a lot. Like I feel like that's the biggest thing that I needed to work on. Just go out and play because I know that the ability that I have and the I know what's going on. So I need to just go out and play and make plays. All right, last thing. Give me give me a guy on uh, on defense that nobody's really talking about, but you think is an important piece of what helps this whole thing go? I don't know if I can give you one guy, but the I feel like the the, the whole defensive line unit has been has been outstanding this year. They, they've taken tremendous steps, and I feel like if, if the de- defensive line is playing good, we, we have a really good chance to win a game. So really the whole defensive line, I give, I give props to those guys. They've been getting after it all year. Yeah, look no further than that uh, that Kentucky game and, and forcing yeah. those fumbles yeah. on Will Levis that were that were so big. <laughs> yeah, he is AJ Finley, uh, of course, uh, leading safety of the Ole Miss Rebels. AJ, thanks so much for the time, man. Really appreciate it, and uh, best of luck going into uh, Death Valley this weekend. All right. Thank you. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Our thanks again to A.J. Finley for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow with our buddy Chris Marler talking all things SEC football right here on Locked on SEC. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen. Check out some of our other great podcasts on the Locked on Podcast Network covering your team every day. Just search Locked on, your favorite SEC school, and chances are you'll find a podcast that you are looking for. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked on SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.